0: See the positive in um, every situation I uh, try to see the positive even in the challenging ones.
1: What does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life? Does it mean being strong and forthright? Do you think of bravery as a woman or a man in uniform wearing stars or medals? Or does it mean being vulnerable? honest and courageous in all that you do. It is my mission in life to help you feel brave and empowered to live as your authentic self. So join me in these inspirational conversations filled with tips and tricks to help you live your best and bravest life. I'm Tiffany Johnson, and this is the When We Are Brave podcast. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. I am so excited that you're here with me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I share a conversation that I had a couple of months ago with one of my very dear and beloved friends, Professor Sylvia Seibold. Sylvia and I have been friends for almost 10 years. Sylvia is a professor of business administration She speaks five languages. She is one of the most adventurous and curious individuals I have ever met. Last year, when I went back to Switzerland for the memorial event of the Swiss canyoning disaster, Sylvia was living in Germany. She still currently is living in Germany. And we talked a lot about. This memorial service. And when I'd started writing my book, she said to me when I was writing the book, and there was it was a very emotional time for me, she was a very dear friend and said to me, When you go back to Switzerland, I'm going to come back with you. And I kind of didn't really think anything of it. But when I went back last year, Sylvia got on a plane and then a train and met me in Winderswil in Switzerland. And she was there for the memorial event, just to be there, just to be a friend. That's the kind of person that she is. That's the kind of brave heart that she has. And it was my absolute delight and pleasure to give you a little bit of insight into this adventurous and courageous human being that has so much love and leadership that we can all learn from. I know you're going to enjoy today's episode welcome to the when we are brave podcast sylvia seibold i'm so excited to be sharing you with everybody out there listening to today's episode as you all just heard sylvia is an incredibly dear and treasured friend of mine but not only is she special to me she is one of the wisest women that i've ever had the pleasure of
0: knowing so welcome sylvia to the podcast Thank you Tiff, thanks so much for inviting me, I'm very excited, (laughs) I'm extremely excited uh, in fact because this is my very first podcast ever and I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you today. Thank you, so for those out there who,
1: you've all heard the intro about Sylvia, but give us a little bit of a background about who you are, what you're doing and where you're from. You'll hear everyone that she has a beautiful accent, she's not living up the road anymore. (laughs)
0: Okay, um, I would like to describe myself a little and tell you a little bit about uh, my story. Uh, Yes, as you can hear, um, I was born um, in uh, Germany. I was born in Bavaria, in fact, um, in 1973 in uh, a beautiful small town called Burghausen right on the border to Austria, so not too far from Salzburg. Um, This is where I spent my entire childhood and my youth with... uh, two wonderful parents, and my brother, who is uh, five years younger than me. And uh, because I was the older sibling, I was um, always the responsible one um, from an early age on. And my parents always uh, believed in me, and they trusted me. And uh, this is, uh, I guess, what made me believe in myself. And uh, when I look back or when I think back, I remember walking um, at the age of uh, three, Uh, to the local grocery shop um, not too far away from my house because my dad actually had said to me, Silvia, of course, you can do it. And so I just uh, walked down the road and I went to the shop and got the daily groceries and uh, I wasn't afraid at all. I wasn't even questioning it. I wasn't even doubting it. And I remember um, walking home and being a little bit proud of myself. So your, 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 your can-do attitude started at such a young age. Yeah, it must be, I have. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, when I look back, I, it probably has. Yeah, so um, when I uh, was at secondary school, I always was the one who put my hand up um, when there was an offer that sounded somehow exciting or adventurous to me, especially when it came to travelling and I was quite lucky that my school um, and uh, my town offered uh, quite a few exchange programs to other countries, for example to France, to Italy, to Greece and also to Israel. And uh, because I was quite curious and uh, um, yeah, I was adventurous I guess, I went to all those places and uh, I also stayed with the respective families in those uh, countries without speaking italian or greek or hebrew somehow we managed (laughs) to communicate with hands and uh, with my then very very broken english and uh, after i finished secondary school i couldn't wait to go abroad again i uh, spent six months in uh, brussels in belgium and uh, did some babysitting i sold ice cream I helped in a community home for disabled um, people. And I must say that time, those uh, um, months in Brussels, they were challenging, quite challenging actually at times, because I wanted to find a job or I needed to find a job in a capital city um, at the age of just 19. I, in fact, I had just turned 19 um, with uh, an OK, but uh, far away from fluent French. And this was uh, in the early uh, 90s, so long before the internet. And it was quite daunting to me. But in the end, it all worked out. And after the six months um, that I had actually promised myself um, to stay there, I was uh, very proud of myself. So, again,
1: you've used your your, I can do it again, even when you've faced a moment of time where you've
0: gone, holy moly, (laughs) what do I do now? That's right and I must say in hindsight the experience was extremely rewarding and I was extremely um, yeah, proud of myself and I was really really happy with myself that I actually managed to uh, stay those six months that I had uh, promised myself to do. So after my time in Brussels I was still curious and I was still adventurous and I actually was then even more confident that I could do it, so I decided to apply for another job because I actually didn't want to go straight into university, so I wanted to um, go abroad again. And this time I applied for a job as a tour guide in Portugal. And uh, yeah, quite surprisingly, I must say, um, because I did not speak a word of Portuguese then, I got the job. Um, I was meant to look after German tourists in Portugal. And I, of course, promised the tour operator that uh, I would learn Portuguese as quickly as possible. And this is what I did. I took a language course at a small uh, language school. I spent many, many, many hours at the local shop, at the local supermarket, and read all the labels in Portuguese. And I had coffees at the local cafe and started chatting to random strangers, local people in my very broken Portuguese and after six months in Portugal I uh, could actually start calling um, Portugal my second home because I really enjoyed it so much there and I really could uh, see myself uh, yeah, uh, being one of the locals there. Have you been so back happy. since, Silvia? Yeah, I uh tried uh, since I've uh, been back uh, here in Germany because uh, from Australia it was a bit uh, oh. far away. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh, since I've been back in Germany, um I've been back uh, three times now. Um, it's actually. I, I would still call it. I wouldn't call it my second home anymore because I my Portuguese is not as good at anymore. And be um, I would definitely call uh, um, Australia my second home. I'll tell you more in a second. Um, but I still love going to Portugal. It's still a beautiful, beautiful place.
1: Yeah, it's on my list. When uh, COVID's over, one day
0: I'll get yeah, there. Yeah. Mm. Yes, maybe we should get together.
1: Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so then uh, many, many years and uh, um, a university degree later, so I did my studies in International Business Administration, um, my then boyfriend and uh, now husband and I both had the dream to move abroad again. And this time we wanted to do it together. We said we definitely should team up and uh, go um, abroad together. So we both started looking for um, uh, job options for him and for me. And we were both working for international companies at the time. So we got the chance to both um, go and work in Melbourne. And uh, yeah, so the initial plan was for maybe three or four years. Yeah, well. I think it went a bit longer than that, didn't it? What did you do for 15? 15 years later, and three children later, <laughs> uh, at, uh, and a wonderful, wonderful um, time uh, that we had in Melbourne, and obviously the beautiful, wonderful friends that we made. Um, yeah, 15 years later, I got a job offer in um, our hometown again, and uh, this time at uh, um, a university that had just uh, started. Um, And I got the um, opportunity to work here as a professor of business administration. And uh, I also got the chance to build um, and uh, grow a new campus here. And uh, three months uh, after I started here um, on my own, my family uh, joined me here. And this is uh, uh, where I am right now. So this is actually where I'm sitting right now. I'm actually (laughs) sitting in the office. Right now, it's a um, beautiful, hot uh, summer day here in uh, Burghausen. At the moment, it's actually summer holidays for the kids um, right now. Uh, It's basically the last week of uh, the um, semester for me this week. And then as of next week, we will actually also um, be on holidays for a couple of weeks.
1: You, the, there was quite a turbulent time just before you left. It was, what, two years ago now before you moved? Yeah, overseas.
0: just over two years ago, correct. And there
1: was – you were so – I just remember that time. It was There was so much going on and no COVID. Life was a bit different. We could walk on the beach and be close oh, yeah. to each other and if we, we did, wanted to We be. did that a lot. Yes, we did. But, yeah, you were very – as you have been with everything that you've just talked about, you have that incredible – okay, I can do this. You have this amazing ability to see what's ahead of you and make it work. And I know that you talk a little bit about how you are adventurous, but you are one of the most adventurous people (laughs) I think I know. People think I'm adventurous and I think, oh, I don't think I'm as adventurous as Sylvia. (laughs) But it was amazing to see what you've been able to make of everything that is brought to you. You always look at the good in everything that comes your way, which leads me into my next question about what it means to you to live your best and bravest life. And I ask that question because you're one of the most authentic people that I know and I value that so much that that to me is what being brave is all about. So what does it mean to you, though, to live your best and bravest life?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I guess you've actually um, summed it up a really nicely, Tiff. Um, so, the one thing is actually that I do like trying out new things. So, um, in fact, I find it very exciting to try out something new, something unknown, and also, um, I guess, challenge myself um, along the way. And uh, when I look back, this is how I started kitesurfing when I moved to Australia. (laughs) This is um, why I started uh, new jobs, especially uh, those that I didn't really have time to prepare for. So um, I just mentioned the the work as a tour guide in Portugal after I finished high school. Um, And then later, um, after um, uni, I started working for an ad agency and an event company. Um, And then I moved on to BMW in Munich and uh, then obviously I uh, moved around the world to Melbourne and um, here in, Mel- in Melbourne I started and uh, also completed then uh, my doctorate at RMIT and uh, um, with uh, any of those activities I guess or any of those jobs I uh, um, jumped into the cold water. I'm not sure whether there is that saying exists in English mm-hmm. but uh, you, I, I'm, I've just yeah, yeah. translated it from German. What so I do you think?
1: What do you think makes you want to jump into the cold water, though? What what makes you get so excited about trying new things? Because a lot of people are really scared about trying new things. They're very comfortable or they've got a lot of fear around taking that next step. What drives
0: you to do that, do you think? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's just it comes from within. I just thrive in trying out something new. I, just try, mm-hmm. I thrive in driving um, just doing something different, and I actually quite enjoy surprising myself. I guess mm-hmm. I don't do it for... Um, yeah uh, for any purpose i just uh yeah enjoy surprising myself and uh, i must say um getting the chance to do so is also a big uh, reason for doing it because mm-hmm. always when uh, i just talked about jobs and different jobs and jumping into the cold water in a new job people um it takes people that actually believe in me and have given me and give me the chance to do so so mm-hmm. i think there's always uh, some uh, yeah some connection to the people that actually, uh, yeah, uh, trust trust me and believe in me. But you trust uh, yourself too. You yeah, you trust I trust myself you too, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I guess I'm quite self-motivated, um, mm. so it was quite interesting thinking, and I've been reflecting um, upon uh, this for uh, a couple of weeks now. Um, my mom used to say to me that if there were two different options or more than two different options, I would always choose the most difficult one and interestingly i never saw it this way because to me the option i chose was the most unknown and the most unusual and um it also seemed the most exciting to me and uh Yeah, I I guess I'm the type of person who doesn't like too much routine. My kids sometimes laugh about it because I always say, let's do a loop, let's walk a loop, let's drive a loop. I don't pick the same route back that I came from, and uh, that's what I've – the kids find it really funny. You're the Um, only person
1: I've ever met, Sylvia, that drinks peppermint tea with milk. Yes, it can be done out there, listeners. You can drink peppermint tea with milk. And I remember you saying to me, just try it, try it, and I'm thinking, oh, Dear Lord, no, please don't let me drink that. For <laughs> <laughs> you are amazing at how you try you new things, things. You try new foods, you go new places. And I think that's a wonderful attribute for people out there who really struggle to try something new. It really does ignite you, doesn't it? It makes you feel alive when you're doing something yeah.
0: new. Yeah. And remember, when I said to you when you were about to write your um, book, Um, that I said um, be mindful of your last sentence on your last paragraph because I'm the one, I'm one of (laughs) these Writing the last paragraph too, thinking,
1: I hope Sylvia approves of this. (laughs) Yeah, but why why do you do that, Sylvia? Why do you read the last paragraph first?
0: I don't know. I really don't know. It's, uh, but it's actually proven to be for me when I read the last chapter or the last paragraph or even the last sentence first it um and I really love it I really like it that makes me start reading the book from uh, from the start and mm. I just uh I, I guess some some people choose a book by the title some people choose a book by its reviews other people uh, choose their books by its uh a cover um, I don't know. I, I guess I just choose a book by its last uh, sentence or last paragraph. <laughs> it sparks your interest. Oh, what was that yeah. about? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I also, I hardly ever eat the same for breakfast in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do normally, I don't have breakfast at the same time or the same place every day. So this morning, um, my uh, um, daughters made um, uh, waffles which was really nice. It's something that I would have never um, made on a, a Wednesday morning. But uh, yeah, of course, I enjoyed my waffles. So, But I, I was lucky that I hadn't planned uh, to eat another breakfast because they actually surprised me this morning. Uh, being on school holidays, they said, oh, mum, we've just made waffles this morning. How which beautiful. Was really beautiful. Yes, so nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I also tend to... Uh, do my work at different places and uh, I must say, um, looking back uh, in when I um, worked in corporate, some of my work colleagues um, were quite uh, um, astonished by that, it actually some, t- some of them it, I think I drove quite crazy when, I, um, when they couldn't find me at my desk because I was uh, doing some work from a cubicle, I was doing other work from a meeting room, I was doing um, uh, work from the cafe and they could always reach me on my mobile, but uh, um, yeah, I would always disappear to other to different places. And I guess whatever I had to do, if I had to concentrate because I had to write a presentation, or I had to read a paper, or had to do something, uh, maybe uh, crunch some numbers, it really depended what where I was gonna sit and where I uh, could actually concentrate the most. Mm-hmm. So uh, I yeah, I just like I think I really like the variety of yeah. uh, places. Variety.
1: Variety of life. Variety yeah. is the spice of life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bit tricky yeah. in COVID. It's a bit tricky while we're in lockdown.
0: But <laughs> even during COVID, I must say, here in Bavaria, I've actually um, uh, I haven't left uh, the area um, for the last uh, six months, basically. And uh, but I have uh, explored and have discovered so much within the area. Uh, which I probably would have never done because mm. uh, it's just uh, yeah it's a, it's it's so um, it's so diverse and when you look at the little things and you, when you uh, bike ride go on a bike ride you don't actually go the same um, routes all the time because uh, you obviously want to um, see something new and I've I've discovered so many uh, beautiful places that I probably would have never discovered mm. uh, without the uh, the situation that we are currently
1: in. Mm. Yeah, and you're super
0: self-motivated too, aren't you? See the positive in um, every mm-hmm. situation. I uh, try to.
1: Yeah, maybe, you're yeah. amazing at finding that
0: gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can share one story about uh, a challenging situation um, many years ago when I was about to graduate from uni in Germany. It was actually a very, very tough time um, to apply for jobs. And I had already sent uh, probably much more than 50 job applications to various companies without any success. So basically I either didn't hear back from the companies at all, or I heard back from them and they did not even invite me to an interview. So I decided to try something um, uh, different, something a bit unconventional. And uh, of course, on the one hand, to uh, increase my chances to find a job. But on the other hand, and it's probably there was probably the main reason just to cheer myself up because mm-hmm. I had been getting frustrated. I had been mm-hmm. getting really, really uh, um, yeah, sad with my uh, unsuccessful applications. And uh, I really had started losing my optimism. And so one morning I um, printed out uh, 25 resumes, 25 CVs, front and back uh, page and I laminated them and um, the next morning I drove to um, uh, Frankfurt airport so I uh, was living uh, near Frankfurt at the time and uh, back then um, so again that was in the um, mid 90s um, the business lounges at the airport they for domestic flights they um, were not closed off sections so you could actually easily access them and so I walked in and I started um, talking to strangers. Um, I picked those that, that looked um, a bit bored, that looked uh, um, yeah around or they were sitting by themselves and uh, were having a coffee. And yeah, as you can uh, probably imagine, that was long before um, smartphones and uh, even before the internet. And so business people at airport lounges, they were not, um, busily working uh, at that time, they actually had time to chat. Um, And uh, so I started uh, talking to uh, some people and after talking to the first one or two, I actually started quite enjoying it. And I told them that I was a business student about to graduate and I was looking for a job. And I asked them um, if they were interested in my resume, if they um, would be willing to pass it on to their um, HR department. And within a couple of hours, you wouldn't believe that, um, I had not only gotten rid of all my laminated CVs, I had also collected 25 business cards and 25 stories from really interesting people from all around Germany. And um, yeah, I didn't end up finding a job with my (laughs) airport lounge activity, but I really left the airport that day really happy and really motivated. And I could believe in myself again. So yeah. it actually was a really good way to <laughs> cheer myself up and just, just to regain my my confidence and regain also my motivation to keep going and keep looking. And not long after that, I actually got the opportunity to um, yeah uh, go to an interview and uh, I then got the job. And uh, yeah was. That's such uh, all- a
1: wonderful story, Sylvia, because so many people right now with COVID have lost their jobs. There's a lot of people who are yeah. in times of trouble right now. Mm-hmm. So doing something a bit out of the box, like you're so good at doing, is such a wonderful – I mean, we can't go and sit in the domestic lounge anymore, and there's no air fly- airplanes <laughs> flying at the moment, but – That just goes to show you how being creative in a new and dynamic way can lift your spirits, give you your motivation back, and also provide new opportunities that otherwise would not have occurred had you not gone and done that. It's such a wonderful, a (laughs) wonderful story. I love that. And you love people so much. You're such a people person. So tell us how people inspire you a bit. In your yeah, life. and
0: I guess the the airport story um, says a little bit about it because I, of course, to, talking to the first um, couple of people took a little bit of, um, yeah, uh, look like a, a bit of. Uh, I, I really had to um, overcome my uh, inner, uh, yeah, and probably not anxiety, but a little bit of my inner uh, will up, willpower. Okay, let's. Just do it. But after talking to the first few people um, and strangers, I, I find it found it really um, interesting and re- really enjoyed it. So, and I think that's probably what's uh, always uh, uh, proven to be uh, positive for me is that uh, I've um, yeah I, I really um, get inspired by people with different backgrounds. So, I must say, what really makes me get out of bed uh, every day are the people, the ones I work with, the ones I live with, um, so my family, of course, um, so the the ones I hang out with, my friends, and uh, obviously uh, uh, I spend time with uh, here at work, my colleagues, my students, and I love working um, with people in teams and on projects. And uh, I really love the diversity of uh, people's uh, views and people's opinions and uh, the way people look at things um, in different ways, and uh, the way uh, people approach things differently. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, what some uh, friends also consider brave of me is that I am a doer and I want to get things done. And uh, um, I, in fact, a lot of people do say um, about me that I have a lot of energy, but uh, those who do know me a little bit better and you can probably <laughs> confirm that if that I also uh, despite having a lot of uh, energy I also need a lot of sleep yeah uh, to start
1: you're very yeah. good at yeah. having boundaries like that you're very good yeah. at, at doing things and getting things done but you also take care of yourself which is such yeah. an important thing that we should all be doing more of I know I should take lots more naps I do love a nap <laughs>
0: Me too. In fact, that's probably what my kids um, think is my biggest hobby. So when they say, "Oh, what's mom's biggest hobby?" they say sleep, siesta. She loves siesta.
1: Oh yeah, I could totally live in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for a siesta.
0: (laughs) But we actually we're we're talking about people, and I must say, um, it uh, people at uh, especially in a work environment and in an organizational environment are really important to me too. And um, so that's why um, there's a, there's a one particular topic that's really close to my heart and that's authentic leadership and uh, I do prioritize people over tasks a hundred percent so um, really people people really matter to me and uh, yeah, I really want that the, the, yeah, the people and uh, the um, the team is happy and then I'm i am um I'm sure that they will actually uh, fulfil the tasks automatically when uh, there is a uh, there's a good uh, team spirit and a good um, uh, people dynamics in uh, in the work environment.
1: Yeah, especially and so people a- need to feel valued, don't they? And when you've got authentic leadership, then people are more inclined to really get involved. And I think that that helps people in many ways. I've had some good bosses, bad bosses, as have you had mm-hmm. some good bosses and bad bosses, and the ones that have believed in me and had been authentic in their leadership really, truly wanted to listen to me are the ones that have helped me. And the same goes for in life, doesn't it? It's the mm. friends and the family that really listen to you, that love you and honour you and value you is where the bravery in life comes in because then you can lead an amazing and brave life.
0: Mm. Correct. So it is important to me that um, I lead and I'm being led with uh, empathy and uh, I really believe that people know and can feel if someone, um, particularly Mm. your your boss, um, cares about you or doesn't care about you as a person. Mm. And I really am a supporter of uh, supporting all to realize their potential and for people to make a difference to the organization and ideally to the world. So uh, like you, um, I've had great bosses and not so great bosses <laughs> and uh, in hindsight, I wouldn't want to miss both ends of the scale, I must say. So the good ones, of course, because they taught me how to really um, yeah, stay real without being weak and how to be personal without being um, so and still be professional and to keep promises, be reliable, uh, communicate in a fair way. And uh, even if the message can be tough and has to be tough sometimes, And the not so good bosses I also value because they actually taught me to stand up by myself and uh, stand up by the values that are important to me. And in the end, I'm the one that uh, needs to look myself in the mirror and stay true to myself. And uh, it also means that uh, um, I had to be brave enough to speak up for myself and uh, sometimes also clearly say no. And uh, but in a way that doesn't harm the other person or doesn't insult the other person. And uh, sometimes it also meant that I had to walk away with a clear statement. And mm-hmm. uh, I tried to do that uh, with a smile on my face still. And you've got such a beautiful smile,
1: Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of people and my current work, um, so in my role uh, as a professor of business administration, I um, support the personal um, journeys of my students and uh, help uh, those young people in their professional and uh, their personal development to enter the workforce and uh, yeah become great leaders of the future i encourage them to get out of their comfort zone now during their studies be brave during the studies because it's a great um, opportunity to do so Um, apply for an internship uh, with a company or an organization that they find aspiring um, and I uh, obviously encourage them to go abroad, <laughs> go to <laughs> go places, study overseas, apply for an internship in another country. Um, and I also like sharing my own uh, professional experience and connect my students with my network. So. I'm sure they
1: absolutely adore you. I'd love to be one of your students. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could attend one of my online lectures in the future. Oh Yes, I could. <laughs> Except I won't understand a word of
1: it because it will all be in German.
0: True. <laughs> now I actually um, I deliver one uh, module, uh, international management, international intercultural management in English. So, um, yeah, you oh, will come one, to uh, attend that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're super curious in life and you love adventures in life. We've had lots of fun adventures together, you and I. We have, yeah. We've had so many amazing experiences. Sylvia uh, was so amazing and a lifeline to me last year and I will be forever grateful for her surprises and her love and her compassion and warmth and helping me through a really, really tough time. But that's not why I brought her on the show. I brought her on the show because she is curious, adventurous, brave and authentic and incredible and so some of the things that you love to do are hiking, which we've done lots of, lots of rock climbing, and your crazy kiteboarding. Tell us about that, Sylvia. Tell us, tell people out there who don't know what kiteboarding is, what is kiteboarding? Because we've got lots of listeners from oh, all over the globe, so lots of people won't know what that is.
0: I was just going to say Australians, I think they know what kiteboarding yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when you think of uh, maybe a country that doesn't have any um, – um yeah sea uh, ec- uh, access um so or maybe lake access water access so kiteboarding is uh yeah basically uh you have a kite and you have a board and you're um It's a really connect- big
1: kite isn't it it's like a big, big kite
0: big yeah it, it depends on it, it depends on how big you are and how big uh, uh, how much uh, you weigh so the 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 more um weight uh, a person has and the less wind there is then the bigger the kite has to be so if there's a lot of wind and um, you have a very uh, light person then uh, you don't need a big kite so it really depends um and uh yeah so you're connected to the kite and you are um hooked into uh, a harness and you're hooked into um, so your feet are hooked into on uh, on the board and then you have to um, learn how to handle the kite. That's the that's the main thing. And then the second um, uh, challenge or second task is that you have to learn how to um, uh, stand on the board, which is the the board um, is probably not too different to wakeboarding, and it's not too different to uh, snowboarding. So that that is, I'd say. Yeah, very very similar. Uh, the kite handling for me was the main challenge initially. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I um, I'm curious and I love adventures. And uh, in fact, it's probably the one topic that jumps to mind when I think myself of my character. So uh, I I am uh, quite adventurous, and uh, that's why I uh, didn't hesitate to try out kiteboarding, and I really loved it. And uh, yeah, I've done quite a lot of it uh, in Australia. I have not um, been back on a kite since I've uh, been back in uh, Germany because obviously access to the water is yeah. quite limited. Yeah. 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 And yeah, as you said, um, Tiff, I really enjoy um, the outdoors. Um, I love uh, uh, yeah traveling and I find the world a wonderful place. Uh, it's big but also so small at the same time when you make connections and uh, we've talked about people before. So traveling and uh, uh, meeting new people and getting to know different cultures really opens my horizon. And uh, to me, spontaneous traveling is uh, uh, really the best. So uh, uh, Yes, you're
1: famous uh, for it in these parts. (laughs) Not knowing where to go and ending up somewhere. Not knowing where to go. Oh, it'll be all right. It'll be fine. We'll work it out. (laughs) But it does for you, doesn't it? It always works out for you.
0: It does, yeah, yeah. It does. And yeah. sometimes obviously we end up at the place where you would have never that you would have never booked or you would have yeah. never actually, um, chosen, but you just end up there and uh, yeah I guess uh, it's still an experience. Yes, so a friend that I asked about uh, uh, the topic, uh, she actually sent me a comment, um, Sylvia, you can actually I can steal horses with you. And uh, that was an interesting comment because I, uh, I guess I guess you could um although it's the same i'm not sure whether that exists in english to steal horses with I'm someone i'm not
1: sure i don't think i know that what, what that means okay so what she,
0: she did she said it in german so basically what it means is actually that um uh, she can trust uh, me as a friend 100 mm-hmm. percent. and i guess although i've never literally stolen anything because i wouldn't consider stealing brave <laughs> i guess you can steal horses no. with, and, um yeah i, I i've never Felt and probably will never feel too old or too grown up to um, do uh, yeah anything that uh, is a bit unconventional. And I still jump in rivers, as you know, Tiff, and uh, lakes when I feel like it. And uh, I do that with a calculated risk. Uh, so I'm not a I'm definitely not a daredevil. I don't uh, I've never done bungee jump jumping, and I will never do that. So no, 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 no. This is very good. But you
1: yeah. are super. That that's. Um, you are super adventurous in terms of just letting you go where the wind takes you, is like more of an Australian phrase, I think. Yes, 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 yes. That's yeah, it. yeah. And that is a brave thing to do. Lots of people can't do that. They're like super calculated and they have to plan everything. My husband is a massive planner, as you know. He's, Mm -hmm. everything is planned. He likes to know where he's going next. He likes to know how far it's going to be till we get there. He likes to know what he's going to expect when he gets there. So having that sense of freedom within yourself, I think, is what really that you have, isn't it? This beautiful acceptance that everything is working out for you and you are free within who you are. So you can be spontaneous and adventurous. Yeah. Yeah, It's
0: beautiful. Yeah, and as I said, I, I really like surprising myself. I really, um, yeah, there is uh, some situations where I do something what others don't expect and why, what I don't even expect of myself. And uh, I like actually challenging myself. So, for example, running a half marathon or cycling around the bay in a day without any training. Um, as I said, I'm not a daredevil. I, um, I thought to myself, I can always stop if I have enough. Uh, But I didn't end up stopping Um, my inner willpower and my own tenacity um, made me finish the challenges. And uh, uh, many, many years ago, I traveled um, with friends to West Africa and lived there for a few weeks without uh, running water and without electricity. And uh, uh, then uh, in Australia, I drove with my husband across the Gibb River Road to Western Australia in the wet season. But again, we prepared as much as we could we checked the weather forecast we took a satellite phone we took two spare tires and when we had a tire puncture after the first 100 k's out of 1500 k's mm-hmm. we drove straight into a village and found someone who could fix the one tire and so we had two spare tires again so we it, there is a calculated risk to my endeavors i guess and uh, mm. Then I guess moving with my husband and the, our three children around the world, uh, yeah. Would you consider it brave or crazy? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's a, that's a selfish point of view. I just we only because we all miss you so much. But, <laughs> I miss you too. But you were brave taking that job. I mean, you hadn't been a professor before. That was a whole new whole new you're going from corporate to education and you're going back to your hometown after having lived here for 15 years it's a very different way of living and and uprooting your whole family but you knew that it was right for you and it's proved to be and in all of your bravery and all of your adventures and your self-belief your incredible motivation to get things done and your can-do attitude what are some of the tools that you use to help you to live bravely? When you have had obstacles in your life, you've faced different challenges. You haven't always had the rose-colored glasses on. In fact, I don't think you're one of those people that do really wear rose-colored glasses. Is that an Aussie statement too or is that a German is that the German phrase? Yeah, when you just see everything, it's just amazing and wonderful. You, you're you very real and sometimes you go through really tough stuff and we all do in our lives. So with this incredible stamina and can-do and effervescence for this adventurous, brave life that you have, tell us about some of the tools that you use in your life.
0: I, I'd say um, the first thing that comes to mind is that, I see every day, every moment, and uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, my parents, both my parents, passed away, and uh, yeah, um, you remember the times, uh, Tiff, yeah. and, and I it was also very close uh, together too, wasn't it? It was pretty- yeah, within eight days. Yeah. Um, so I understandably reflected a lot about life, and uh, obviously, you never know when it be- will be um, your last day, my last day, our last day, and uh, yeah, it. Uh, uh, also assured me that uh, seizing every day every moment is actually really important and uh, um, I really like to make a difference I uh, enjoy giving something back to my friends to my family to my students my colleagues um, but my you also g- do to yourself too you also give something back to yourself you yeah. make sure you sleep you make sure
1: you're healthy you yeah. take, take good care of yourself so that you can then serve and make a difference to others
0: yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, and that I am actually uh, have enough energy to do so. Yes, that's very important. Yeah, so um, my door is quite literally always open. Um, I, at work, I don't even have a door, so you might have heard some <laughs> colleagues uh, talking uh, in the background. Um, at home, I obviously do have doors, but uh, we always have a spare guest room for guests to come and stay with us. So... Um, Uh, Yeah, there's been challenges, as you said, there has been challenges um, along the way. And uh, uh, there's another situation that has put life into perspective for me. Our first daughter was born very prematurely. She decided to enter the world 10 weeks earlier than we had all expected. And uh, I must say from this moment on, I haven't taken anything for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, So giving birth and raising, raising our three children has been an uh, extraordinary and, I guess, brave uh, journey and uh, mm. uh, special experience which I would not want to miss, um, uh, but it has uh, yeah, put life into perspective for me. Yeah, definitely does. I guess, I don't, I, guess I don't use any particular tools to uh, live the way I do it. Uh, I really think it comes from within. And uh, obviously knowing that I have a wonderful family and uh, amazing friends that I can be very grateful for, um, that always welcome me and they always help me if I need them. And going through both wonderful and difficult situations has uh, made me the person that I am today. And uh, I guess being able to um, live my best and bravest life comes from not planning too much. And that's probably one of the tools that I do use. It's... uh, (laughs) That I don't plan too much. I um, I think about the bigger picture and don't plan to every single detail. Um, it works for me. It, it may not work for others, um, as you just uh, have just <laughs> given a couple of examples. And for me, by not planning too much ahead, I can remain flexible. I can stay open-minded and uh, I can be spontaneous. Um, however, I still want to be somehow prepared. And, uh, yeah. Travelling without a clear timeline or destination gives me a feel of freedom and independence and as we just talked about Travelling quite a bit uh, during the holidays. I actually enjoy not knowing exactly where to go and where to stay because during the week or during my work um, schedule I am quite uh, busy too and uh, uh, If someone asks me to catch up for a coffee um, or lunch, I might be already uh, booked for the next couple of days um, but I definitely will find time in the not-too-distant future and uh, I really treasure that time with family and friends and mm-hmm. uh, um, to me it's also important that I stay um, disciplined um, with myself I discipline myself um, and not to become a workaholic because uh, yeah during a, a full week of work it's uh, you could easily I could easily work every weekend but mm-hmm. I actually um, um, turn off my phone, my uh, work phone on a Friday night. I leave my laptop in the office. Um, I switch to weekend mode, um, quite literally. I think and that's I a wonderful tip. It's a wonderful tip. I completely tip. switch off. I really switch off. And sometimes I walk in, back into the office on a Monday morning and I can barely remember my password because no. I really switched off. And that's a good sign. I always think oh, that's the best sign. If I have to look up my own password, then I really I had a great weekend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we all could put more boundaries in place, especially while we're all working from home. It's very easy to keep working every weekend and doing things on the weekend. It definitely has a massive impact. We've experienced that here. The kids mm-hmm. are doing schoolwork on the weekend. I'm doing work on the weekend. I'm doing podcasting on the weekend. You know, David's working on the weekend. So it, that we all can learn from Sylvia here, people. Tune off, give yourself time to have time out. It's super important for recharging your batteries. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, when you asked me a while ago um, if I would like to contribute to your podcast, I spontaneously said, yes, I would love to because it sounded really exciting to me. And uh, as you know, by now, I always like trying out <laughs> new things. And a uh, podcast is definitely something completely new to me. But then I started thinking about the topic and I realized that I actually don't consider myself particularly brave. And um, I could spontaneously think of a couple of situations that I could share in that context, but I had no idea how I could ever feel, uh, fill an entire episode <laughs> of the podcast. So that's why I did start um, asking a few people that know me well and uh, have known me for a while and uh, uh, ask them in which situations they... Um, consider me or did consider me brave. And uh, so uh, interestingly, what a friend said when I told her about uh, the topic, what she finds exceptional um, is that I'm a rational and practical person. And at the same time, I'm uh, so very optimistic and believe in myself and in the world. And um, she thinks that's an unusual combination. And I actually found that quite interesting because uh, I think there's uh, some truth to that. And uh, I am mm. a very rational and practical person. And at the same time, I, uh, I just believe in, uh, uh, that it will be all right in the end. Mm. And there are a few more uh, tools, I guess, that uh, my friends ask me that uh, have mirrored me that I'm quite direct and uh, clear in my messages to others. I'm quite determined and consistent and enduring. Endurance is probably one thing um, that uh, the the half marathon and the round the bay in a day was probably proving, I was proving myself Mm. that I can be um, enduring. Mm. So I don't give up um, Mm. what I've started. And I guess also my doctorate um, that started. um yeah many many years ago and uh, I could see it coming that I couldn't finish it within the four weeks uh, for four years that was meant to it was meant to take because uh, our first daughter was born at the time and uh, yeah having a little baby and uh, working mm. on a doctorate wasn't as easy as I thought it might be um so it uh, took me six years in the end but uh, I yeah i never i never questioned that uh, not mm-hmm. to finish it i actually um was quite uh, yeah determined to uh, finish it in the end and uh yeah i guess i thrive in change um and mm-hmm. uh change affects obviously others too and it uh, in in our situation it actually has affected my entire family and uh, it has also affected my social and my professional environment um and walking new paths is a is an engine for me and uh, during that change process I try to stay positive and focused and uh, um, yeah I also um, try to support and look after the emotional well-being of uh, others of my loved ones mm, yeah and uh, I like uh, uh, the unconventional I like uh, uh, doing a few things a bit different and, uh, yeah, I guess my curiosity is probably one of my tools, being curious about the world and being open-minded yeah. about the world. Definitely. And finally, one friend said, I have a, a pioneering spirit and stamina. I <laughs> <laughs> found that quite, uh, quite nice, too. A pioneering spirit.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you do. I think she's right, definitely. I mean, you had to because you've gone there and you've started that new campus. You've had a massive amount of awards and accolades and it is thriving and you are thriving and that definitely is a pioneering spirit.
0: Flattering comments from your yeah, beautiful friend. Yeah, they made me very, very happy, and uh, really made me reflect uh, upon myself. Um, so even um, thinking through uh, this, um, yeah, uh, this podcast and uh, preparing for this episode uh, has been an enriching journey uh, for me um, and uh, journey of self-discovery for me and. I must say, most of uh, most of all, the conversation I had and uh, the, the conversations I've also had with you today um, has made me learn more about myself, and yeah, has made me feel a little bit braver. I guess
1: <laughs> you are so brave, Sylvia. That is an abundance of tools that you have provided with us today there is just a wealth of knowledge in your life experiences and how you've approached everything having that incredible optimism that just shines out of you You're like a beacon of hope and light and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on the show today to share your beautiful story and all the wonderful tips that you have given our listeners today thank you
0: I have to thank you, Tiff. it's been a pleasure and uh, yeah, it's been such a, such a joyful um, morning for me afternoon for you. And yes, I must say I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for work today and uh, I can just uh, <laughs> um, keep going with uh, my day and uh, yeah, I would like to send you all my love and uh, my regards to Melbourne, especially in those hard times right now. Um and uh, yeah, I'm thinking of you. We're all thinking of you guys and uh, mm-hmm. yeah stay positive and uh, stay stay brave. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Sylvia has given
1: us an abundance of tips and tricks on how we can all live our best and bravest life. There was so many in there. Being positive, being curious, being adventurous, believing in yourself, knowing that you can do things, having that can-do attitude, trying something new, learning from other people, enjoying other people. Oh, the list just goes on and on. You can see why I think she's so incredible and amazing and a beautiful, brave heart, kindred spirit. Such a wonderful message, especially with the Festival of Brave coming up on the 21st of November. If you would like to harness your bravery, if you would love to connect with your courage, what it means to you to be brave, to let go of any limiting beliefs, identifying those limiting beliefs, do some meditation, some yoga, and then End the day with tea leaf reading with the gorgeous Annie O'Reilly. There's a live Q&A with Sarah Turner, who's a former war veteran specialises in letting go of limiting beliefs. It is going to be an amazing, fun, connected morning. 21st of November from 9 to 12 Australian time. If you would like to get a ticket, tickets are selling very fast. Go to when we are brave.com and on there you will see the festival of brave there's vip tickets as well if that interests you but they will be stopping being for sale on the 15th of november because i need to try and get those little parcels out to you beforehand you get a fantastic downloadable worksheet that you can use throughout the morning and you're going to leave that morning feeling inspired ready for transformation in your life to feel brave, to face your fears, to let go of whatever it is that's holding you back, to chase your dreams, follow them, and live your best and bravest life. If you've got any questions about the Festival of Brave or anything about any of the podcasts or any of the work that I do, please send me an email, info at whenwearebrave.com. I would love to hear from you. You can find me wherever, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, I'm everywhere. So if you wanted to connect that way, that is also available for you. Today's show notes are on whenwearebrave.com if you would like to get some of those tips from Sylvia. I know that you'll find them of benefit in your life. And don't forget, please share this podcast with any friends or family that you think would get something out of this podcast. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. It is available out there in the world where we can all come together, make a difference and be brave, support each other and encourage each other to live our best and bravest lives. So make sure you subscribe or please leave a review and share this around with your friends and family. Oh, and so my friends, be brave until next time and live your best and bravest life.